Hi, I'm Annie Miller. I'm a certified personal trainer and transformational macro coach. This is a podcast for those who are interested in improving their health and fitness. And what I've learned along the way is that sometimes that means you'll have to rethink what you thought you knew. This is the Rethinking Fitness with Annie podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So I have a little storytelling that I'm going to do today. Um, This conversation actually came up when I was talking to my sister. I was kind of telling her about this situation with my son, and she was like, oh, I hear a podcast in the making. (laughs) And anyway, I kind of thought about it, and I was like, it's it's true. I do think that this is valuable information, and um, anyway, so I just want to kind of share it with you guys. So my son has played lacrosse for about a year and a half. And this year, he's a freshman, so he's playing with the high school team. And he's always been a little taller for his age, so I think he's he's kind of used to being the taller kid. But now, as a freshman, he's playing with the JV and varsity teams, and they all practice together. So he's practicing with seniors, with boys that are, you know, sometimes like four years older than him. He's kind of on the younger side for a freshman. Um, his birthday's in June, so he just barely turned 14. And so when he goes onto the field, like four years of growth with teenage boys can make a huge, huge difference. Makes a difference with any age of kids or gender, right? But it makes a pretty big difference. So there's kids out there that are much faster, stronger, better at throwing, better at catching, all the things. So the first night of practice, when I got there to pick him up, he came out to the car and he had giant tears rolling down his cheeks as he got in the car. And of course, as a mom, my heart is breaking a little and I'm like, oh no, what happened? Like, oh, what, you know, just, there's a little bit of like, oh no, did someone say something rude? Like just overall, just like, oh, what happened? You know, so as we start driving and he starts kind of opening up, he's like, mom, I'm one of the smallest guys on the team. I'm so much shorter than the other defensive players and they're all seniors and they're all so much better than me. And, um, you know, so he was really kind of beating himself up for being behind. And we kind of talked about that comparison that was happening in his head. And the tricky thing about comparisons is that there is some truth to them, right? Like, yeah, there are 17 year olds and 18 year olds on the team that are much taller than him. Maybe even other 14 year olds. Okay. There are kids out there that are taller, that are older, that are better, that are stronger, But we talked about how it's not really helpful for him to compare himself to someone who's three or four or really even just a year older or just his same age. Because even with kids his own age, maybe they've played longer. Maybe they've all played different positions. They've had different lives and different circumstances that led to them becoming the players that they are. So it's just really not fair to yourself to be comparing yourself to other people. So we had a really great conversation. And the cool thing is that he kind of snapped himself out of it. And he was like, you know what? I didn't practice very much this summer and I'm a little rusty. And, you know, I kind of lost some of my endurance over the summer. So he's like, it was harder, but I know I can work and I know I can get better. And there's always room for us to improve. And I don't mean that in like a rude or a self-deprecating kind of way. We all have different things that we can improve at. That's the goal, right? We all want to be, we all want to work towards becoming better all the time. We want new skills. We want new knowledge. And I think that that's like actually a great quality to have. And when we first start doing something, when it's brand new to us, we're most likely going to kind of suck at it. It's going to feel hard, but the more we practice, the more we show up, then our odds of success increase. We get better as we keep doing it. So there's kind of two main thoughts that I want to share with this little interaction with my son. And one of them is 
as you guys know, we typically end up at the bottom when we compare. We rarely compare ourselves in a positive light. Most of the time when we're making comparisons, we're not even really comparing something that's equal. What we tend to do is we tend to look at a fantastic trait or skill that someone else has and we compare something that we don't like about ourselves. And in health and fitness, I think there are so many comparisons. We compare our postpartum bodies to a sister's or a friend's. We compare our pace on the treadmill to someone else. We compare just how we look overall. We compare, oh my goodness, they weigh this much, I weigh this much. We look so different. There's just so many different types of comparisons. We compare our strength. We compare so many different types of skills to another person. Here's a little quote from Psychology Today. It says, people constantly evaluate themselves and others in domains like attractiveness, wealth, intelligence, and success. According to some studies, as much as 10% of our thoughts involve comparisons of some kind. Social comparison theory is the idea that individuals determine their own social and personal worth based on how they stack up against others. This theory was developed in 1954 by a psychologist, Leon Fetzinger, and later research has shown that people who regularly compare themselves to others may find motivation to improve, but may also experience feelings of, of deep dissatisfaction, guilt or remorse, and engage in destructive behaviors like lying or disordered eating." Close quote. So when you find yourself going to those comparison thoughts, are you the freshman comparing yourself to the seniors? Is that really a helpful comparison? Does that comparison motivate you in some way and make you want to improve? Or does it leave you feeling dissatisfied? So you can kind of run that little check on yourself and you can ask, is this a helpful or a hurtful comparison? And if it is not helpful, let it go. And then the second thought that I want to share about this little interaction is we are ever evolving beings. We can adapt and change. We can learn and grow. So if there's something that you want to improve, if you want to be more aware of your food, if you want to improve your workout performance, or if you want to have better self-talk, it's possible. Sometimes we have the mindset that, that we've done something for too long to make a change. And the longer that we do something, the harder it is to change. You know, that whole like you can't teach an old dog new tricks thing. Actually, research on neuroplasticity shows that we can form new habits. Pathways in our brains are made by connections between neurons, which nerve cells. When we act, when, when there's some type of behavior, the connections between those cells, those nerve cells, change the frequency of the behavior performed. So these neural pathways kind of end up making like these grooves, these roadmaps in our brain. And so the more frequently we do that thing, the more that groove gets like a little deeper. So the metaphor that always comes to my mind when I think of, when I think of this concept of neuroplasticity is this like meadow with tall, tall grass. And so our brain is kind of like that meadow. And so if you look out at this meadow with all this really tall grass, and then you think this thought and you, you know, maybe the thought is like, oh, I want to start tracking my macros or whatever. So you begin the behavior and you start tracking. Well, the longer you do it, the more like matted down that grass becomes in the meadow, right? Then if you were to look back at the meadow, take a step back, all of a sudden you're gonna see these this pathway in the meadow. And so that's gonna be the easiest 
way for you to get from point A to point B. Hey, I already started doing this. This works really well. Like your brain is going to go to those behaviors, to those thought patterns, because it's already been formed. That groove is already there. It's much easier to follow a trail in the meadow than it is to forge a new trail. But it's really cool that our brains are kind of plastic. Our brains have the ability to be reshaped and modeled and that we can create new thoughts and new pathways. And when we think a new thought, at first we're going to have to intentionally choose the new thought. So one that I've had to practice a lot and one that I have my clients practice is that the scale is data. Most of us have spent most of our lives having some type of meaning associated with the number on the scale. So we freak out and have some kind of big reaction if the scale goes up and some kind of happy reaction if the scale goes down. But the thing is, when you start weighing yourself every single day, what you'll notice is the scale fluctuates. It's gonna go up, it's gonna go down and you might all of a sudden start noticing these patterns. It's really normal for women who are menstruating to notice a three to five pound fluctuation in that week leading up to their period. It's really normal. When you can start weighing yourself every single day and looking at that information as data rather than going back to this old thought pattern of like, when you see the scale go up, instead of having that like freak out reaction, you can just kind of start to go, oh yeah, the scale went up. Oh, you know what? I think I had more sodium yesterday or do you know what? It's been a day since I've had a bowel movement or whatever it is, or noticing like, oh yeah, I have noticed this trend. The scale goes up about three pounds every time I'm about to start my period. So it just normalizes that process. And now you're able to look at, you're forming that new neural pathway where you're saying, this is data, this is information, this number on the scale does not mean anything about me. So the really cool thing is I've been able to see for myself and I've been able to see that change in clients that you can kind of normalize the scale and you can kind of create a new thought pattern there. Because let's be honest, that thought pattern where you're standing on the scale and you're freaking out or you're only ever celebrating if it goes down, that thought pattern is probably not serving you very well. It's a very reactive thought pattern. And so, hey, this is information, this is data, I'm gonna weigh myself, it's gonna go up, it's gonna go down, I'm watching the trends overall. If I'm wanting to lose weight, I'm watching the trend, and if it's not trending down, along with my measurements and the other data points you can watch, then you might know that there's something you need to change. But if you're just looking at the scale as the only data point and you're really like measuring your worth by that number on the scale, that's when things start to get kind of muddy. And it does take some retraining of the brain. It takes some conscious effort to get to a place where you can let go of the meaning on the scale and see it more as data. And I think that that's also like, you're gonna have days. Even though this is something that I've been practicing for a long time now, um, I still have days where I step on the scale and I'm kind of like, ah, oh, dang it. You know, I'm not really seeing the movement that I wanted to see or whatever. Um, and, and then if I can just kind of come back to, hey, this is information, like what's going on? Oh yeah, hey, I did eat more calories yesterday. Of course, the scale's up, I ate more calories today. The scale going up does not mean I've gained fat. There's so many fluctuations and most often those fluctuations mean water. So just remember that just because you think something that doesn't mean that that thought is true and you can create new thoughts that better support your goals. So going back to that example with my son, just because he was thinking all these players are bigger and better than me, it doesn't mean that was even true. There are so many variables in that 
equation. And he definitely wasn't the smallest person on his team. But even if it was true, even if he really was the smallest person, the slowest person, does fixating on that fact really help you improve? Or does that go back to that thing number one that I was talking about where that comparison instead of being a helpful, motivating comparison, it's something that leaves you feeling sad or dissatisfied. So I think that this is one of those simple but not easy processes. It's simple to create new thoughts, but it's not easy to nurture the new thought and to like kind of continue to actively choose to go down a different pathway, to intentionally choose a new thought instead of letting yourself fall back into old thought patterns. So that's it, those two little thoughts that I wanted to share with you today. Um, just kind of to recap really quickly, remember that when we're comparing, we tend to put ourselves on the bottom when we compare. Rarely are we comparing ourselves to something that's really even equal. So you can just kind of give yourself that little question, is this thought helpful? Is this comparison helpful and motivating to me? Or is it harmful? Is it making me feel sad and dissatisfied? And um, if it's not a helpful comparison, then stop comparing. And um, I know, again, that's is like one of those simple but not easy things, right? It's not easy to stop comparing yourself, but it really, if it's not serving you, work on letting it go. And then the other thing is just remembering that we do have that ability to evolve and change and that our thoughts can change. We can create new thought patterns. We can work on creating a thought and behavior that's going to help us get to the end goal that we're looking for. So that's all for today. If you feel like you would like help creating more supportive thoughts, I would love to help you. I do a lot of mindset work with my clients. We talk about some of those comparisons and those thoughts that might not actually be supporting them. I teach my clients to have a more informative view of their data. The scale changes don't mean you have to flip out and overreact, it's information. And now what choices can I make with that information? How can I proceed? So if you would like help, with those kinds of things, you can reach out for coaching. I am accepting one-on-one -on -one clients right now. You can reach me at Rethinking Fitness with Annie on Instagram or Rethinking Fitness with Annie at gmail.com. If you liked this episode and you found it helpful, will you please do me a huge favor and share it with someone? Um, you could also leave me a review or you can like or comment depending on which platform you're using, but it really helps the podcast to grow and reach new listeners. Thank you so much. Have a great day.